1: Good morning, happy Saturday, and welcome into Arrowhead Pride's Best of the Week. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor in chief of ArrowheadPride.com, and this is the Best of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network heading into the Chiefs and Packers game 3:25 p.m. It's the Fox America's Game of the Week on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. We'll start this podcast with the editor show, myself and John Dixon, providing our not so marinated takeaways from the Chiefs and Giants game on Monday night. We'll continue on with the Great British Chiefs show at 10.30 as the boys take their first look at the Green Bay Packers. Show in BK talks about Aaron Rodgers' absence in this game and why it's a false test for the Chiefs. That's around the 22-minute mark. And we'll finish up with the simulcast that we did this week. Acme Packing Company stops by to talk about what the Chiefs may be able to expect from Jordan Love. It's a great show. This is Arrowhead Pride's Best of the Week.
2: Well, um, I really thought that... This game showed that the defense has made some steps forward, not all the ones they need to make. Uh, I think that people who are unhappy about what happened with Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman in the game are completely right to have those views. But for the short term, these are guys that are going to be making plays, be on the field for the Chiefs in at least some situations. And even with those terrible plays, uh, the Chiefs, held the, the team to 17 points. That ought to be enough for the Chiefs to win if they're getting the production out of the offense that they expect. Now, they're not getting that production out of the offense right now, so that's another problem that needs to be solved. But in this particular game, I felt like the defense did its job, and I liked what I saw from the offense trying to make some changes. They didn't do it consistently enough for my liking. But we did see them, you know, trying to adjust their offense to the way they're being played by opposing defenses. And I think that's a step forward.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I I have a defensive point as well. Um I don't think I I don't think Sorensen and Neiman are going anywhere until after the year. I don't know if they'll yeah. be back. I think this might finally mm-hmm. be the year that you don't see them back. Um right. for, for a lot of reasons. Um you know, I had said I, I was questioning whether the Chiefs would make a deadline move along the defensive lines because I just didn't know about the salary cap space. It, it, it did become and did seem like because they were so far up against it, an Ingram or nothing type of thing. And they ended up with, with Ingram because the Steelers finally said, okay, we're not getting an offer from anywhere else, it seemed, because they didn't want to trade him within the AFC. I mean, the yeah. Chiefs might be a team they're going up head to head for a wild card pick, but they end up getting Ingram. But I, I just think that the improvements defensively are going to come from. Inside, quite literally, inside with Chris Jones moving back there. I think we're going to see more of that now with Ingram in the mix. But I just have been so impressed with the energy that's come from Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Yeah. Um, More surprising from Bolton because I think we knew what Gay was. We just had to see him healthy. There Mm -hmm. were flashes and you said, okay, this player could be that Derek Johnson type of guy that we haven't seen for a long time in, in Kansas right. city. Um, we're seeing what he can do in coverage with the interception uh, in two straight games. We're seeing what he can do from a run stuffing standpoint. His, his lateral speed might be the best on the team, but Nick Bolton has become this player that has been so good. And the thing that you keep hearing from multiple people within the organization, both at the press conferences and some of the rumblings that are coming out Arrowhead is he just doesn't seem like a rookie which is the type of players that the team needs to continue to draft. Creed Humphrey was a hit. Trey Smith was a hit. Nick Bolton now is a hit. Willie Gay, all these guys are on their rookie deals. You're not going to have to necessarily pay them for a while, even have to worry about that for a little bit. That buys you time to figure this thing out. I The Chiefs need a couple more of those in this next NFL draft as you develop this thing. But I just think playing these guys has been such a jolt For the defense. And I'm wondering out loud now in my not so marinated takeaway like, what do you do when Anthony Hitchens is ready and available? Are you a better team with Nick Bolton as your green dot man, racking up these tackles, racking up these tackles for loss? Is it more of a rotational thing? I think your spark plug right now are these two young guns. And that's what I wrote in my rapid reaction last night. I, I think. The way that they're playing is spreading to in front of them. It's spreading into the behind them. It seems like mm-hmm. the defense has a little bit of a different swagger right now. And so you move Jones inside a little bit more. You have these young guns playing. Thornhill's already, you know, taking the lead as far as the safety next to Tyron Matthew. I just feel like this iteration of the defense is the best it's gonna be. And so what do you really do with that? Um with Hitchens eventually coming back. Now they're calling it a triceps contusion. We've seen mixed reports out there that there could be some nerve stuff going on with it. So who knows how soon we see him available, but I just, just wondering out loud what the chiefs will do defensively when he's, he's suddenly available again.
2: Well, I agree with your point about the spark that these players are providing. I mean, I think we started to see some of that at the tail end of the week seven game. I know people want to say that, um, the Titans just took their foot off the gas in the second half, but I don't think so. I think the Titans still wanted to put points on the board. Um, they may not have wanted to move the ball quite as quickly in order to eat clock. I guess that's a little bit of taking the foot off the gas, but I also think the defense played better in the second half. And then that carried through into this game. And what was it that Ron Comp said that that was one of the things he wanted to see from the defense uh, was the, team to start fast and they did right they came out and looked good pretty pretty much from the start of the game and yeah they gave up some points but fewer than they have been and i think a lot of that comes from bolton and gay in there while hitchens has been out so i think it's a i think it's a fair question you know what do you do with hitchens when and if he comes back um you know we have to consider the possibility that this injury is more serious than we realize Right. And, uh, and if it isn't as serious as that, the Chiefs might decide, well, you know, it's a good excuse to keep these other kids on, this, on the
1: field. So, well, the thing that you know, and this is just football, right? Like, right, Hitchens and Clark could play really well the rest of the year. And you hope that they do because they have to sure. for the Chiefs to right. win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. this year. Uh, but they're, they're they're going to be gone next year i mean this is nick bolton's uh job next year and the clark is just way too expensive for the injuries and the production you might get from him now that being said i want to go back to the first point part of my point here the chiefs need these guys uh, to be playing well and i just want to zone in on on the last two plays of this game how Hmm, long has it been since we felt like quote-unquote sack nation was making any impact and Mm. this was a little scary at the end there with Daniel Jones with the ball in his hands and the refs kind of throwing flags at random spots (laughs) and you don't know if the Giants are suddenly going to get a pass interference call down the field and at least be in a place to kick a field goal if not worse and there you had Chris Jones along the interior breaks through for a sack and then even a bigger surprise is Frank Clark who, you know, through his words, and I I, I understand this because I've done it. I did it myself where he's kind of like, you know, I haven't been in football shape. I've been unhealthy to start this year. And you kind of eye roll a little bit. You're like, oh, come on, Frank. <laughs> but he did finally look a little bit healthy last night. And it just was so refreshing to see this version of this tandem back. I mean, they talked some big talk um, in the offseason about being the best defensive line tandem. Again, when everybody was healthy, you can understand it. They had, they had big goals. But this was a moment where, like, because of the offense and the way that it's playing right now, you're going to need these two to make plays like this if you're going to win games like this, even against a, a lowly Giants team that turn into dogfights just because of where uh, the organization and the team is a- at this point. So I just thought that that was really refreshing. And the hope that you come out of that with is, like, you got to build on this. We need to see more of that. And and in the first quarter, not just the, the fourth quarter, but, wow, um, It was a nice nostalgic reminder of the shark smelling blood in the water, as Mitch Holtis (laughs) likes to say. We haven't seen it in a very long time.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's one of the ways that a defense can improve quickly. Um, You know, these issues the defense has where it's giving up, you know, a very large number of yards per play or, uh, you know, any of these statistical categories you want to name, the most important one is how many points they give up. And making those kinds of plays in those kinds of moments, even if you're giving up a lot of yards during the game, um, you know, even if you're racking up a bunch of other negative statistics of one kind or another, making those plays allows you to be in positions to win games. Because, as you said, uh, the Giants were in a position they could have come back and at least tied it, if not won it, uh, if they'd gotten a break, go their way on that drive. And some would argue that they did, in fact, get a break. Uh, yeah. That the Chiefs did get a with break the, on a on a penalty on that drive. So, um, penalty, yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta make those plays in those moments. That's the fastest way to make the defense more productive. And and so yes, that was a great moment in Monday night's game. Was uh, you know we saw those two players behaving in a way that we haven't seen for a while, and that's that's gotta be a good sign. It's not to say they don't have problems to solve. They still have a 1,000 problems to solve. So does the offense. But you can only solve them one one problem at a time. You know, maybe, well, maybe five problems at a time if you've got a 1,000 of them. But you can't do them all
3: overnight. The Packers at favorites this morning, they were two-and-a-half-point yeah. favorites this morning. And then the news comes out, and now the Chiefs are eight-point favorites. Eight against the Packers. That's a massive swing. <laughs> yeah, that's the swing. That's what Aaron Rodgers' COVID status has done to the odds this week. God.
4: I mean, going back to what you were saying about being immunised, I think I saw something. I'm trying to find it while you've been talking there. I'm trying to find what he actually said or what the what the reason was for the immunisation. Um, the treatment was... a Ah, the, here it is. Here it is. It's from Ian Rappaport. Uh, Rodgers received... Home, homopathic treatment from his personal doctor to raise his antibody levels. So basically he's trying to be, he's been working on a different vaccine. Yeah. His doctor's been working <laughs> on this vaccine, miracle vaccine, yeah. <laughs> um, which hasn't clearly worked. Um, and I think he thought it, he was going to get away with uh, just saying he was immunized. And yeah. uh, clearly that is not the case. It's a big
3: story now in, in Green Bay because now, yeah. now the question like this isn't related to this particular game, but now the question is in Green Bay: so, well, how many how many of the rules has he been following? Because obviously, unvaccinated players have to <laughs> has to follow like a much stricter set of rules than vaccinated players, yeah. and. Has he been following the same rules as Carson Wentz? Has he been wearing like the similar sort of mask that Carson Wentz has been wearing? Like, has he been segregating himself? Like he went to a Halloween party this weekend dressed as John Wick. Like, I, I just, I just, I just like, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, did he think that the treatment that he received was going to give him a pass if he did end up testing positive? For COVID and it yeah. clearly hasn't worked. And like, I already questioned the guy anyway because I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy. I love watching him play football. I think Aaron Rodgers, mm. the football player, is great. I've just never really been that much of a fan of Aaron Rodgers, the man. Um, for yeah. whatever reason, he's always rubbed me up the wrong way. If I'm being honest, and like a bit like, yeah. I've, I've just, I've just, I don't know, there's something about him that I've always thought was a bit odd. And I've always had this opinion that although he perceives himself as this m- huge team guy, I'm not too sure whether I i actually see it myself and i yeah. think this is probably a demonstration of that like keeping it secret but we're going into the realms of something that doesn't really need to be talked about here the, the big news is that the chiefs now instead of facing the, the 2020 mvp they are now facing jordan love in i think what is his first nfl start in arrowhead stadium <laughs> in a game that the chiefs see as a must win
4: yeah that's the key thing there i mean uh, jordan love we can't really talk about that guy because we don't we haven't really seen him in an NFL game yet so Whoa. you
3: say that you say that i am um- was before we had, I had a couple of hours spare before this, this show. Yeah. And I was going to look at like watch the Packers Cardinals game and talk. All of, right, well, yeah. adds a bit of info. And obviously the news broke, and then I end up watching Bills versus Packers from week three of preseason this year. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've already done some scouting of Jordan Love. My and, goodness, uh, you watching preseason? I've been watching Jeez. preseason of Jordan Love, and like I have some <laughs> takes. I have some takes on Jordan Love. Really quick release. Really yeah. good release. He gets gets that ball out all fast, but gets flustered quite easily. So this, I'm looking at this and thinking, right, if the Chiefs. The, if this game gets won by the Chiefs front seven, it has to be won by the front the front seven of the yeah. Chiefs right? because they've got they've got two problems to deal <laughs> with. Basically, they've got Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams there. If Devontae Adams plays, of course. But yeah. Matt Lafleur is such a smart coach that I think feel like he he's going to see the flaws in the Chiefs defence and the Chiefs' defence floor at the moment is the run game and he has two very, very capable running backs in AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. So if the Chiefs are going to win this game, they need that front seven to play well against them two but they also need to get pressure on Jordan Love because if they start showing pressure to Jordan Love, then the Packers are going to have to revert to a quick throwing game and the run game which makes them a lot easier to defend. What can't can't happen is is Jordan Love getting comfortable? And I'm not sitting there saying, oh, a comfortable Jordan Love is going to rip apart the chief secondary. It probably won't happen. But if you've got a like a rookie quarterback or an almost rookie quarterback in there making his first start, just make it uncomfortable for him. Make him not send want it. to have that ball in his hands. Like like let's make the Packers as one dimensional as possible. And that has to come through the defensive line and the linebackers.
4: Yeah, like you said, send everything. Send the house. Send <laughs> Nick Nick Bolton through the middle, like he's been doing recently. <laughs> Just send everything, throw a kitchen sink at them, throw spoons at them, throw it. Just, just make it uncomfortable for him. Make, it, make him realize he's in the NFL. I think that's the key thing there, yeah. isn't it? Um, and, and especially with the, the likes of you know, the, uh, the, the improvements we've seen of, of Frank Clark, um, I think he's going to have a good game in this game. I really do. But things you expect the Chiefs to do never seems to really materialize. It never seems to happen. It, yeah. it's, it's glaringly obvious. they were going to run the ball a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, quick releases, probably short plays a lot, and you'd expect the Chiefs to really kind of scheme for that. Yeah. But it never happens how you expect it to. No. And that's the most frustrating thing that's coming out of this Chiefs team in the minute. You expect <laughs> them to play a certain way, especially even on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. You expect them to play a certain way, and it's almost like you watch a completely different team.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think it's fair that's assessment, fair. isn't it? Yeah, I think that's fair. But uh, uh, back to the Packers, um, and those two running backs they have in Green Bay are like really good. Like AJ Dillon, yeah. Aaron Jones, it doesn't matter which one they put in the backfield. They're averaging yeah. four and a half yards a carry. And the reason why is because, yes, obviously defences were scared of Aaron Rodgers and being torched by Aaron Rodgers and whoever receiver, whatever receiver is playing. It doesn't seem to matter for the Packers at the moment. Yeah. But also it's down to Matt LaFleur. Like the, the improvement that, that this team has made under him, it shouldn't go unnoticed. I so guess obviously people will point to Aaron Rodgers and say, "Yeah, it makes a difference when you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback." But do you yeah. know how like, they've won thirty three of their last forty regular season games under him? Like that—that's the best start to an NFL career for any NFL, any head coach ever. It's won thirty three of his first forty. Like they that's are phenomenal up there. Yeah, and people are saying, "Oh, because Aaron Rodgers." Is out the game the chief should win like let, let's let's not count our chickens on this one because we just watched oh, yeah. a weekend of games where i think it was four backups one yeah. games this weekend like including the jets beating the bengals with mm. mike white like come on like who saw that coming Mike white lightning. yeah anything can happen and like this Chiefs, like you only have to look at monday night and i would argue and some may disagree the the reason why the Giants didn't win the game was because of Joe Judge. I think Joe Judge and Jason Garrett coached a really poor game, and yeah. ha, ha, were they competent, I think the Giants would have won that game. And this current version of the Chiefs is far from unbeatable. They are extremely beatable, and any yeah. team with really good coaching and now they are there are there t- are few and far between. Let me add this. Really well-coached teams don't come around very often. There's only a few in the NFL, and the Packers are one of them. So even with a backup quarterback, even with only four days to prep with Jordan Love, I still think the Packers stand a really good chance of winning this game because they are a complete team. They are complete on both sides of the ball as well.
4: So, yeah, looking at, obviously, the running back, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, he's, he's obviously got in total nearly like 700 yards, or probably over that now. Um and going back to what you were saying before about, you know, that that's clearly going to be the area that the Chiefs are going to have to um, keep an eye on. Um, but going back to what you were saying about Jordan Love, he is a bit, a bit more of an unknown entity as well. But at least we knew what we were getting with Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah, I would much rather the, um, the unknown entity of Jordan Love than the known quantity or known commodity <laughs> of free time NFL uh, MVP Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I was dreading this game. I I like I I had the Chiefs down to lose like by two scores but this morning. That's <laughs> right. why cause I was thinking about the prediction for this show and I was thinking about the Chiefs are gonna lose by two scores. Doesn't matter how well they're playing at the moment. Yeah. The 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 Packers are playing so much better football than than the Chiefs. Obviously the Jordan Love thing evens it out a little bit, but it's not just that side of the ball the Chiefs have to worry about. The Packers are playing really well defensively <laughs> as well. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not just like, you like with the Chiefs, you, like, you look at the Chiefs defence and, and you always go, oh, well, who's playing well on the defence? It's normally the same sort of guys. It's Tyron Matthew, it's the Jerry Sneed it's Chris Jones, sometimes Frank Clark. Well, it's not the case in Green Bay. It is, when I say it's a team effort, it really is a team effort in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They've got 10 players that have got sacks already this season. They've got eight players that have interceptions already this season so they are like when you say like a team defense they are a team defense and I was speaking to a, a Packers friend of mine this afternoon and, and he yes obviously he gutted that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing but he's still supremely confident because yeah. of Aaron Jones because of Devontae Adams because of Matt Lafleur because of this Packers defense which just mm. basically shut down the Arizona Cardinals last week, like the Arizona Cardinals. I think that was one of their lowest input uh, outputs of the season offensively. And that, that, what does that say? That that, that leans towards a good defence. When, when the Packers needed someone to step up in, on that defence, they did. Russell Douglas stepped up off the practice squad and got the interception. Yes, you could say AJ Green probably should have been looking for the football, but even still, he has to make the play. And this, for me, is like a dangerous dangerous game and the last thing that anyone should be doing is looking ahead to Vegas next week because I'll tell you like I'm struggling right now to even pick the Chiefs right now even with the loss of Aaron Rodgers
4: yeah, I, they're a well-drilled team. I think that's what you're trying to say there, isn't it? The they're, they're yeah. well-oiled—they know what they're doing. They all know. It's what probably the doing
3: most respect I've given to any team so far this this yeah. this season. I like, I know I was really high on the Buffalo Bills when they when we were doing the preview show for that, but this this Packers team, I just—they're they, just a Super Bowl team in waiting. I, I mm. think they're too good. I, I do, and obviously, how this Aaron Rodgers thing plays out will have a lot to to say about that. Whether they decide to suspend him because of the um, apparent breaking of the COVID uh, protocols, maybe that might have an effect. But even still, like, if they don't, and they, they you can see the Packers winning 14, 15 games and having the number one in the seed in the NFC. Yeah. I just think they are like, when you talk about the, the elite teams in the NFL, the Packers are well and truly out there.
1: All right, we'll continue on with Arrowhead Pride's Best of the Week. Turn it over to show and BK on the Chiefs
0: see and i'm just totally on the other side i don't care who they play i don't Mm. care where they play them at this point this Chiefs season is not about making any sort of statements during the regular season it's about racking up the wins man i can't get greedy with this chiefs team right now because i'm still not positive they're gonna win on sunday i know they're a seven point favorite in vegas i don't know that i would pick them to cover that spread i actually wouldn't pick them to cover that spread against this Packers team. The Packers are really good, and if they had Aaron Rodgers, I think the spread in Vegas was like two points, whatever he was. It was a pick
5: them pick them in, in some... That's some... insane. That's at insane. It,
0: it It's absurd. It, it's absurd that the, the Packers weren't favored by at least three. They're a better football team than the Chiefs right now by a decent margin. They just beat the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football last week Without any of their receivers, and the Cardinals were basically at full strength. The Packers—they had legitimately Cobb. good. No, they had Randall Cobb. You take that back, all right? They had Randall. I'm not going to take it back.
5: I'm going to stick with it.
6: Didn't, didn't Randall score two touchdowns in that game? Yeah, yeah.
5: He on did. like 25 yeah, yards. <laughs> Randall Cobb is a borderline Packers Hall of Famer.
0: No, I'm not. gonna. I'm gonna let that sit for you. You can go ahead and take that no, one. I'm. I'm borderline not borderline
5: Packers Hall of Famer.
0: Then look aggressive? at the schedule coming up It a little bit, a little, a little aggressive. He might be actually remembered that way in green Bay, even though he yeah, probably there should we go. Be. Yeah. So you look at the schedule coming up for the chiefs and I just don't know how you can possibly say, yeah, I wish they would have played Aaron Rodgers." You got the Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos. Okay. Raiders, chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos, man, this schedule is a gauntlet coming up and you wanted another test. Nah, man, yes. I don't need any more tests than they need right now it- It's about racking up the wins. You got to find six more of them on your schedule. And if this became a little easier for the Chiefs, that's fine by me. We can go ahead and test them as they go forward with the Raiders on the road next week and then the Cowboys as well. They got tests coming up. I didn't need this to be harder than it needs to be.
5: So you know what, BK and Serta, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be consistent. See, this year for me is about winning a Super Bowl. That's it. That's what it's about. And I just to need make the to, playoffs though to get there. Uh, listen, yeah, I,
0: this, this
6: listen, isn't a Super Bowl team right now.
5: Well, I'm just I, listen, I'm not wavering off of what my what I'm looking at this season for. All right. And so what I'm looking at this season for is give me a show that this team can get to that. Now, if they can go and handle the real Packers, then I would feel like, okay, all right. All right, we're back on board. To me, this is just. This is just if they win the game, it's going to be another thing of I don't know anything about this team. I, I don't know if the, I don't have any proof or thought that this team can go and, and get to what I have expectations of this team. And, 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 and that's what it is for me about. I haven't changed that and, at all. And this game to me without Aaron Rodgers just is going to be like, eh, it's like playing the Giants
0: again. Well, Yeah, yeah, uh, that's good. They need those. They barely beat the Giants.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You you need games
0: like that where you can get a win, man. I didn't learn a whole lot about about the Chiefs against the Giants because the Giants are bad. But I learned that they got back to 500. And and that's something they need to do. They just need to rack up wins right now. You need to get to five on Sunday, and then you need to beat Las Vegas to get to six. And then you want to test, Ron? I've got a test for you against the Cowboys going into the bye week. That's a test for you. We'll find out a lot about the Chiefs yeah, there.
2: Yeah, I didn't and, need. And, and, I
0: don't need two of my next three weeks to be tested against Super Bowl contenders. Well, I'm good I'll without be, that. No, I'll be ticked off.
5: and of course we'll see. And he <laughs> won't be able to play in that game. That sorry, bad. I'm sorry. He's already got a hamstring thing. But I, I mean, like, no, I, I, I like I'm I i do not know about you. I don't know what this right now. I don't think you're right. Right now. I don't know if this team's a playoff team. And I had Super Bowl expectations. I was hoping this was a week to see. What they're about to see if they can play with teams like this, hell, I would have like BK, I would have been all right, even in a tight loss to show that they're playing with a group like this, but now it's just, all right, this is like playing the Eagles again or the, the, okay, not the Eagles, but the, the, the Redskins, that's not even their team name anymore, but the Washington football teams.
6: So my, my question would be then what do you, what did you need to see in this game? If it was with Aaron Rodgers that you haven't already seen in the other four games that they've lost this season against good football teams, like, We're eight weeks into this thing, and I'm picking the Packers to win, even with Jordan Love, because they've shown a better ability this season to adjust based on the personnel that they have than the Chiefs. And I think the floor is going to have a good game plan. So, Thanks. Thanks a lot, Steve. The pick segment is at the end of the show. So you're picking? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, but I but I've already done like three podcasts today where I you know, I pick the Packers over the Chiefs. I can give it right. away
5: again at the end this of the. Is the episode. first one these people are listening to you do it on. But go <laughs> but
6: ahead. No, it's just that I've already seen it. We're eight eight games into this thing. I kept saying it against the Titans. I said it against the Bills. Um Every other good team they've played this season where they have lost and not looked like a good football team, and then they play a bad football team on Monday night in the New York Giants, and they still look bad. That, to me, just says you're not a very good football team. We're still giving this team the benefit of the doubt because we know the ceiling for Patrick Mahomes is best player in the world, and so we still think that they can turn it around, but I'm saying that I'm eight weeks into this thing and I don't think they're a good football team, which is why I don't. It doesn't matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. I'm still skeptical
0: they're going to win this game. So that's interesting because I'm kind of in between the two of you guys. Um, I am also skeptical Gross. of the team right now, but um, I, it's my favorite position to be in. Uh, the problem for dying. me, though, is I do still believe that they can be a high ceiling team once you get to the postseason like I, I do. I am oh, You I'm think they you, can run. turn it on then. You think they have to win? At some point. But you got to get there, right? Like, it, every time that you talk about the <laughs> postseason for baseball, it's all about getting in. Get hot, get in and get hot. The Braves just proved that when they won the World Series, right? They didn't get above five hundred until August 6th. Think about that, man. They played four months of baseball without getting above five hundred at any point until the month of August. They got hot at the right time, won the World Series. Now, obviously, that's different than playing football and being in a one-game setting once you get in. But... Nonetheless, that's what you got to do. You got to find a way to get in. And right now, the reason why against the Packers, I'm fine with them going up against an opponent that's not at 100%. It's because they got to get in. And it's getting harder and harder to get in based on the schedule that lies ahead for them because they did fail early on. They did not live up to expectations against any of the four AFC playoff teams that they went up against. So, yeah, now you've got to start racking these things up down the stretch. And the Packers being an easier win than we expected it to be, that's a great thing for the Chiefs because I'm not judging this team based on what they're doing in Week Nine in early November. I'm judging them based on what they're doing in Week 16, 17, and into the postseason when it really starts to matter. So I, I just want them to win. I don't care if this is a 10 to 7 game. I, I that's that's an A plus effort. That, that's all you got to do right, right now. Right now, everything is pass fail for the Chiefs.
5: Yeah, see, that's where I I think that's where we differ is, you're like just get in. No, I want to see a sign of this team can actually be a real
0: contender before you even get there. Like I want to see a sign of it. And but don't you have other opportunities like the Cowboys and at the Chargers and at the Bengals? uh, Don't those all have the opportunity to be that? There there are other
5: opportunities, sure. But this is, I mean, this is the one that's in front of them right now. And I and, and like I said before in the opening uh, of this, I think they need it. Like I, I think the chiefs need to know that they are still the chiefs. Like I, like I, I think they need they need a game to show them, oh, we can still go and play with anybody because I, I think the Titans game shook them. like I mean, they just got absolutely torched and they couldn't do nothing offensively against a team that's not great defensively. And then they turned around and, and played an odd game against the Giants too. I think they need a confidence boost within them. And I just need to see something that shows to me that this is this is a team that can that can elevate itself to that. Cause right now, like this game here, I'm just going to be like, all right, they're five and four. They win this game. And it's like, all right. Even the like, even the Raiders aren't going to do anything for me. Like I, I like, like the Cowboys game is the next one, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the the Raiders to me are they're smoke and mirrors. Like I, it, it, it I'm not impressed by them. The Cowboys, that's the next one. But this one, this one, you go and beat they go and beat Aaron Rodgers and that Packers team. Like at that point, okay, we're the Chiefs again. We're back.
0: We can go. But now it's going to be – they're playing the fight and Jordan loves. But what if they lose that game against Aaron Rodgers? I guess that's that's maybe where we diverge because I think they were going to lose if Aaron Rodgers was on the other sideline going into Sunday's game. And, and if the, if they do lose that game, I think it just sends you further into that despair. Whereas now, I think they've got, a, obviously, no breaking news here, a much better chance to go into that one on Sunday and win. Maybe, Maybe.
5: Blow my head off. I don't want to get shot in the stomach and slide and slowly bleed to death. Blow my head off. Let me know. Let me know where we are. Actually, Lord, actually, don't actually let's not that happen. I still got a few things that I want to do, but I'm just saying I'm not about no slow dip. Let me know. Right. I like I want to get my ass kicked
0: 70 to nothing. And so I can go on about my business and know where we are. Hey, I'm a Mizzou fan. Trust me when I say you don't want that. Saturday, I'm watching Mizzou play Georgia. I have to write about that game afterwards. It's a 39 and a half point line in that one. Trust me when I say you don't want that. You might say you want that. I promise you you don't want it. Yeah, let's let, let, let's, fan, let's
6: BK. Shut let's up. Stay competitive I it every a week. little bit. It's uh it's good for business if they at least stay competitive. Uh and, and good they're, for they're gonna my, be
5: good for my viewing pleasure as well. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I I think they would be competitive in the Packer game, I think, at home. I'm just saying, if they lose it, as BK said, okay, that's fine. But I I just want to know now. Like, I don't want to get false and faked. Oh, boy, they beat the Packers, and now they're five and four. They beat the Packers without Aaron. And they're going to play the Raiders. Oh, boy, they're six six and four. Well, now they played the
6: Packers without Aaron.
5: Oh, here we go. There they go, and now they play the Cowboys, and then they got shellacked by the Cowboys. Oh yeah, they just played some, you know, some average to below average team. So I, like I, to me, I, I think this was a test for them. That I think not only did Chiefs fans need to, because I think Chiefs fans they want to get some confidence to say to themselves, all right, man, we we can still play. Because right now, I don't think Chiefs fans have any confidence. There's not a game that
0: shows them that. See, that's the thing that I would disagree with you on is I actually think like I'm not expecting this to happen, but if the Chiefs go out there and lay 40 on the Packers, I don't think it matters that Aaron Rodgers isn't on the other sideline. I think Chiefs fans faith has very little to do with the defense right now. Now, there's still some criticism out there that fair or otherwise is there, but for the Chiefs fans, it's all about Patrick Mahomes and what this offense is doing right now. And if they go out there and put 40 up on Sunday, man, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play defense. Their defense is basically whole minus Jair Alexander, who's maybe going to miss the entire season. If they put 40 up, no no questions asked by me. That's going to have a lot of confidence uh, for a lot of Chiefs fans that are out there. That's what I'm talking about. That's that fake now. That's
5: that fakeness. That's that fakeness. You go in there and and blow them out. You go in there and blow them out with Aaron. If they put up 40, let Aaron makes them a completely different team, offensively and defensively. And a completely different space,
0: offensively and defensively.
5: Like it, it's just false. Yeah, we went in. Yeah, we put 40 on them. Woo! Oh,
0: Who's if they Jordan? put 40 on, I'm going to be insufferable next week. The Chiefs are back in their one uh, yeah. in the Super Bowl. That's, if they put that's 40 what I thought they we were
6: going to do on Monday. Because and that's, I've got yeah, more respect for sucked. you than
5: that. I've got more respect for you than that than if Jordan Love goes and takes a dump in front of Arrowhead like I believe he will. Uh, it, 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 come on now.
7: You guys immediately saying that you would take a team that has Jordan love, who has not thrown or has thrown an NFL regular season pass, but has not thrown has not started a regular season game going head to head against Patrick Mahomes, all time leader in every efficiency stat in the history of the sport.
6: It doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. It feels like a reverse jinx. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but if you've followed this chiefs team, Nothing about them makes sense this year. And I'm out here looking like an idiot each and every week saying, this is the turnaround game. This is the week that they get right. They're finally going to put it all together and we're going to see them go on a run and they're going to look like a contender again. And then every week they look totally disorganized. They can't play defense. Now the offense doesn't work. Now they can't even throw the football. And I know a lot of the advanced analytics say like their offense is still really efficient still really productive it's just the turnovers and the the rate that they're turning the football over it's just that at the beginning of the season we kept saying that's got to come back down to earth they can't keep this pace up like it's just not possible it it defies the laws of average for this con- to continue And we're eight weeks into the season and it's continued every single week. So maybe this is just the outlier. Like this just is the norm for them. That is their average is turning it over two to two to four times a game because they've done it every single week. And it's sometimes it's just fluky like Patrick Mahomes doing a jump pass at the goal line and it going through Josh Gordon's hands and hitting Jarek McKinnon in the helmet and popping up for an interception. They've had a ton of those this season. You would think that those are going to go away sooner or later, but they just simply haven't. And so I'm at a point where I just have to assume that that's who they are. And it makes me not believe in them at all. And we're coming off of a game where I saw Matt LaFleur make adjustments against the last undefeated team in football and said, we're shorthanded. We got to run the football and we got to play defense. And they did, and they created turnovers. And they beat the only undefeated team in football. I haven't seen the Chiefs adjust anything this season, really. Outside of, they started putting Chris Jones inside more. And that's great. That's where he belongs. That's where he can be a game wrecker. Not on the edge like they started the season. But other than that, they're still doing the same things and just nothing's working. And I don't have any faith that going into this game that any of that stuff's going to work, especially after watching them on Monday night. So yes, I do think there is a circumstance where Jordan Love comes into Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday and beats the Kansas City Chiefs. That is, that's wild. We might clip that one,
7: put it put it on social media. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, to your point, Kansas City does not adjust well in game. And it, it's very weird to see because I thought the Chiefs-Giants game, I'm sure a lot of Packers fans saw that because it was the Monday night football game. The Chiefs opened up with, probably as good of a script as you're going to see in the NFL, right? Their their game plan was very similar to what Green Bay basically has to open up games with, right? Teams are going to play you too high. What are you going to do? I'm going to run the ball inside. I'm going to do short little passes on the perimeters because your safeties are off instead of, you know, drop down over a tight end or something like that down in the box. Um, They just went away from it completely after like the first drive. It was very weird to see where Green Bay it seems like the the way they approach it is like they they just stay consistent. They attack the too high stuff. Right. The way that you're like supposed to on paper slowly move down the field. Then they'll have like one drive where they're like, all right, Aaron, let's see. Let's see what you can do. And then if it's like a three and out, they're like, all right, back, back to the run game, <laughs> back to the run game and the short passes. Like we're not going to be doing this if you're if they're doubling Devontae Adams. I'm sorry. We can't take deep shots with this team when MVS is out. Um, Injury-wise, Green Bay is in an interesting position, right? Bakhtiari could come back. Devontae Adams just came back. Joe Barry just came back, their defensive coordinator. Uh, Cornerback Kevin King seems like he's going to be able to go. It'll be interesting to see if he does or doesn't start. He was the starter the last time we saw him. He probably had his best game of the season against Cincinnati. And then uh, Yadam came in as his replacement, got benched. He's basically a special teamer now. And then Rasul Douglas has been a little up and down. I I posted that uh, or I wrote in the injury report yesterday that Rasul Douglas was a little up and down, and Packers fans were like, "How dare you say this about a guy who has started exactly <laughs> one game for the team?" And I was like, "Whoa, getting a little carried away here." Like AJ Green was open on that play. If he turns around, Packers probably lose, and he doesn't get that interception. But all right, cool, cool, Packers yeah. fans, roll it on the Rasul Douglas train.
6: Yeah, luckily Douglas was prepared for AJ Green to think it was a run play. I mean, got
7: he must that, have seen got that from
6: film study.
7: He must have seen it in camp or something when he was with the Cardinals, yeah. right? Something like that. Um, the Packers are relative; they're they're getting healthier than they have been all season, which is a little scary. Outside of that whole uh, quarterback situation thing, so the the line has moved like crazy already this week, right? We 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 post the opening lines on Sunday. The Packers were, I believe. Like a three-point dog on the road. Then Monday night played out. They the books reacted by saying, okay, well, the Packers are now a short favorite. And then Aaron Rodgers is out, and now they're like, okay, Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites. So this line has been everywhere. Like you could have gamblers having like literally any number on this game on, on Sunday. So it's gonna be a very odd situation gambling-wise.